Welcome back to the Traders Improve podcast. And in this podcast episode, I want to explore the question, what type of trader are you? And then I want to see how we can leverage our strength to become a better trader based on the specific trader type that you are. I was listening to a very interesting podcast earlier this week and the podcast guest, I think, is a psychologist or professor, scientist, something along those lines. And they were trying to understand what type of personality you are. And the podcast guest was referring to different video gamer types. And for me, this made so much sense. And having played video games myself and still playing occasionally, it became very obvious very quickly that the type of gamer that I am or was is also reflected in other areas of my life. I will also leave the link to the podcast that I was listening to underneath this podcast episode. So if you want to listen to the um, podcast that I'm referring to, um, you can check the link in the video or in the podcast description. And there are different gamer types. The gamer types that I'm referring to now are not necessarily the gamer types that they were talking about in the podcast. But for me, distinguishing between the different gamer types made a lot of sense. So one gamer type could be the novelty or the excitement seeking gamer and this is a gamer that is always playing new games that is jumping from game to game and always looking for something new to play then the second gamer type is the optimizer the optimizer is a tinkerer that typically sticks with a specific video game for an extended period of time mostly only playing one game and really getting into the nitty-gritty of the games and trying to optimize uh, small things here and there. And then there is also a mindless gamer type who is just playing to zone out without any specific objectives, just getting the mind off of uh, things that maybe have gone on in the personal life outside of gaming. And I think it makes sense to distinguish between the three gamer types and obviously this is not limited to gaming, but if you are a gamer and my audience listening to this podcast is mostly male, I know there are some females and I'm always happy to talk to female uh, traders. However, since my audience is mostly male, I think the video game analogy makes a lot of sense. And for me personally, this made me look at my personality type in a new light and I found this very, very helpful. But we can also look our, at other areas uh, outside of our lives and we'll be able to find those three distinct different personality types. So for example, the novelty seeker, you can ask yourself, do you tend to jump around a lot and you like to try out new things, new hobbies all the time without fully getting into the core of uh, the hobby, the activity that you're doing and you're never seeing any really big improvements because you just keep jumping to the next best thing and also often you are jumping to the next best thing when the first initial skill hobby activity that you are that you have tried is getting a little bit harder and when you hit the first roadblock your excitement goes away and then you are moving on to the next one then what happens is that you end up being the jack of all trades without having any real deep skills or with any real advanced talents and you're mostly just scratching the surface of uh, the things that you are engaging with. The second the optimizer, are you someone who derives joy and pleasure from becoming better and do you really get into things 
Do you have maybe a little bit of an obsessive personality? You can really get into things. You like to read a lot about a specific hobby or activity and a skill. You track your progress even maybe. You make physical notes and you have no problem with sticking to one particular thing even when the progress is slow or even when you hit roadblocks. On the negative side, such people sometimes get too lost in the details and they lose perspective for the bigger picture. And the mindless gamer who just likes to zone out, do you engage in the same behavior without a goal and while also not fully enjoying it? For me, this became very clear when I thought about video games and I used to play FIFA quite a lot and I also used to play Valorant quite a lot. And there will come this point in your, in your gameplay when playing FIFA is not funny anymore or playing Valorant for the 10th uh, row in an evening is not fun anymore, but you're just kind of still doing it. It's, it's easier to just keep doing it even if you're not fully enjoying it than to close the program, close the game and move on. I think it's also working as some type of distraction, also maybe some way of excuse or avoidance mechanism, maybe procrastination is also, it's also in there. And I think it can be very beneficial to understand what type of personality you have so that the next time you engage in any activity, you can understand better why you are doing it and also helps you manage the pros and cons better and to develop better coping mechanisms. And the keyword here that I struggle to use, but it's accurate and it's true, is self-awareness. And self-awareness has a very bad reputation these days because it's often connected to the fluffy self-help uh, self world. But still, the true skill of being self-aware is one of the most important abilities you can improve to increase the chances for success and also becoming happier, living more aware and being in touch with yourself. And people without self-awareness often mindlessly go through life. They fall into the same behavioral patterns, whereas some patterns might be good, others can have negative effects. And often there's a lot of room for improvement. And especially in today's world, self-awareness is a skill that has been lost to a very big degree. With all the technology available 24-7, we are constantly distracted. We are almost never alone with our thoughts anymore. And we have unlearned how to sit by ourselves and let our mind wander without any input. And this is why we have to actively force us into self-awareness mode more often. And by connecting more with ourselves, we understand us better and we can make better decisions. So we can bring it back to trading now a bit. And if you understand that you are a novelty seeker, you can steer your curiosity and your excitement into the right path. In trading, you can, for example, adopt regular backtesting routines, trying new strategies and testing their profitability. You have to understand that your need for novelty will only get you so far if you let it go wild and you just let it go on its own. But by channeling your energy into helpful activities, you can make use of your interests and fuel your growth as a trader. You don't want to jump around trading strategies in your actual trading account, but you can satisfy your excitement needs with a lot of backtesting. And this can be a very great and a very productive outlet because you may find new and better strategies. On the other hand, if you constantly give in to your system hopping and changing your strategy, you will keep yourself from making progress. So if you are aware that you are a novelty seeker, 
then make sure that you are not letting it influence your actual trading. Make sure that you have a solid trading plan, that you're very clear about your rules. But to satisfy this need for curiosity, novelty and excitement, you could implement backtesting. This is a very, very productive way and a great way to spend your energy without distracting and introducing a lot of noise in your trading. And for traders that fall into the optimizer category, you can use your natural interest by adopting a detailed journaling routine and spending more time with your trading journal and getting lost in the analysis of your data can prove to be very, very beneficial. Because if you have a very precise and very orderly trading journal and you really enjoy getting into the nitty gritty, you may find ways to improve your trading and you may find a way to tweak your edge. However, such traders have to actively adopt some traits of the novelty seeker as well in their trading to make sure that you also get fresh and new input. If you are not looking beyond what you are currently doing, you are often or you could miss um, opportunities to grow as well. So being an optimizer can be great. However, you should actively also implement ways to introduce new input. And by being self-aware and understanding that you are an optimizer, you understand what are the pros and the cons by looking at what you have done in the past. And then you can battle your weaknesses and you can, again, develop better coping mechanisms. And if you're falling into the category of the mindless trader, you have to ask yourself if this is really the best use of your time. And if you are trading day in and day out, but you lack structure, you don't treat trading seriously, and you have no rules or no trading plan, take a very hard and honest look at yourself. And maybe you come to the conclusion that trading is not the right thing for you. Maybe you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Maybe you are procrastinating other things that you should be doing. Maybe there's something else that you are trying to avoid. And I've seen this many times that a trader is in it for the wrong reasons and then just ends up wasting time and money. And it is, in my opinion, totally okay to come to the realization that maybe trading is not for you and move on. However, if you are maybe currently fitting the description of a mindless trader, but you really think that you have an interest and a passion for trading, then try to treat trading a little bit more seriously. Seek guidance, get a mentor, join a trading group, get a trading journal, make sure that you have a solid trading routine and then give it another go. And if you see that by having more structure, you can improve your trading and it is more fun, then great. But if you see that this is not for you, maybe just trading isn't the right thing. And although some may think that this sounds negative and not supportive, my intentions are quite the opposite here. And you have to understand that every person is unique. Every person has different strengths, different weaknesses, but we also vary in how we vision our lives to be. We have different goals and we have different visions. We have different interests. We aspire different things in life and we carry different values. And self-awareness helps us look inwards and understand ourselves on a much better and deeper level. We can then understand our shortcomings and our motives and ourselves much better. We can channel our energy in better ways and we can make better decisions and also develop better coping mechanisms. So here are my final thoughts for this podcast episode. And I think first it's very important that we take a good look at ourselves and try to understand what type of personality we are. 
And I think it is very helpful to look beyond just trading. For example, the gamer analogy might help quite a few people to see common behavioral patterns and to understand what type of personality do we apply in other areas of our life. And then once you are a little bit more aware of that, then you can ask yourself, what behavior does this manifest? What does it manifest in outside of my trading, but also how does it manifest in my trading? And then it is about leveraging the strength. If you are a novelty seeker, for example, the strength is that you're curious and the curiosity can be a great way in your backtesting and looking for new things. However, the weakness is that it might take your focus off of trading. So the better coping mechanism is to have a solid trading strategy with very clear rules. And so you do that for whatever personality comes up. You, you try to understand the core of the, the personality, what are the pros and the cons, how can you channel the weaknesses, how can you improve on the pros, and so hopefully get a better understanding of your personality type and have ways to improve your trading and your processes.